You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Ah, it's great to be back. Maybe we never left. Oh, look who did show up here in studio. We got Seton and McLovin. Yay. Good to see you. Morale is high. And Fritzy's not here. He's still at home. Yay. Yay. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, ready to go. Charles Barkley had a fun weekend. He'll join us coming up in a little bit. We'll check in with the Dallas Cowboys. You can be part of the program if you like. Uh, let's do best and worst of the weekend. We'll do it on a Tuesday. We normally do it on a Monday, but we weren't here yesterday. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. We say good morning to our great radio partners, numbering 362 around the country. And our TV partner, YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. NBA announced this weekend that they're looking to resume the season late July. Looks like Orlando. There was the possibility of maybe doing Orlando and Vegas, having the West Coast teams play in Vegas, and then you'd have the East Coast teams playing in Orlando, and then you'd meet somewhere for the championship. The long-rumored single-site solution, though, is coming closer to reality, which is great for basketball fans here. And you have different scenarios. Brian Windhorst of the Mothership says, maybe you'll do just the top 16 teams, and they won't be designated by East Conf- or Eastern Conference and Western Conference. It'll be just the top 16 teams, and you have one versus 16, such and such and such and such, and then you will have your championship. But regardless of what they come up with, at the end of the season, there will be a debate about the validity of the championship. Now, I know this is going a little bit deeper because we haven't even gotten these teams together to get them on the floor. I can guarantee you, said it the last couple of weeks, if there is, even if we were going to play basketball and you were going to have it with the regular format going into the postseason, if the Lakers happen to win the championship, people would attach an asterisk because of LeBron James. Now you do the one through 16, there's going to be even more of an asterisk by this if the Lakers win the championship. Now, that's not a bad consolation prize if you win a championship and you're saddled with an asterisk if you're LeBron James, but I can guarantee you there will be people, people in my business, talk show hosts, there will be journalists who will attach an asterisk because it's LeBron James. If the Clippers win, there will not be an asterisk. Because if you look back on teams that won titles in a strike-shortened season, I have never heard anybody in the last 15 years, 20 years, say, you know, uh, uh, San Antonio won that strike-shortened season when they beat the Nick. No one ever brings it up. Everybody loves Tim Duncan. They love David Robinson. They love Greg Popovich. Nobody has a problem with that. Plus, it's not exactly clickbait if you say, you know, we're going to put an asterisk by the San Antonio Spurs. And people go, okay. LeBron, this will be a big deal. For some fans, the asterisk debate will come down to one key point. Do you like the team that won? Are you going to get a true representation of the NBA season? Look, I'm not going to put any blame on, on the teams. I mean, this is... Because of a pandemic, this is where we are. It's not like LeBron goes, hey, could you make it easier for me to win a championship, Adam Silver? Uh, So I'm just grateful the NBA is coming back and the players get a chance to play, asterisk or not. We don't know the format, but it feels like it's going to be a one-stop shop, everybody in Orlando. And if it is a one through 16, 
Are you doing a best of five? Is it a best of seven? Are you going to have non-playoff teams involved in this? Is it just going to be 16 teams in Orlando? Those are some of the things that we're still trying to figure out. This program is brought to you by the great folks at Traeger. Had the Traeger fired up yesterday. Uh, taste the wood fire difference by contacting your local dealer or visiting TraegerGirls.com slash DP show. McLovin, you got a poll question for me today. Yes, but first can I say you're absolutely right. If Kawhi wins a title, no one's going to put an asterisk because they're not even going to care. Like it'll never be brought up. Well, they would care. The Clippers will be a big story if the Clippers would win a championship. But I just don't think that anybody's going to go, you know, we're going to put an asterisk by Kawhi Leonard's title, third title here. I just, LeBron is the only one who's involved in this conversation because, oh my God, if he gets a fourth, then he's getting closer to Michael here. And he can't get closer to Michael. We won't allow that to happen. LeBron's not allowed to be good enough as Michael. Yes, Paul. With this new format, if they go to it where it's no East, no West, they're still going to do the best eight teams record-wise in the East and the best eight teams record-wise in the West. They won't take the best 16 records in the NBA, would they? I think it's eight and eight. Okay. I, I think it's eight from the East, eight from the West. I believe, but once again, this is fluid here. I'm, I'm going with what Brian Windhorst said, a 16-team playoff with no reference to conference means you could have Clippers versus the Lakers in the finals. I would think that would be enough for people to go, you know, LeBron beat Kawhi Leonard in a best of seven. There's no asterisk, but trust me, this is going to be there if LeBron wins a title. Yes, McLeod. What if Giannis wins? Would that be an asterisk debate or not really? It might be a little bit, but it shouldn't be. I mean, you, I, I, it's a level playing field here. I get That's what I don't understand. It's not like they go, hey, we're just... Uh, you get you get a, an unfair advantage here. They they don't. And if the Greek freak wins a title, good for him. He wins a title. It's a full title. There's no asterisk. By, you know, the Astros have an asterisk. Why should the Lakers or the Bucks have an asterisk if you're handing these things out? Do they get a, a larger one if you're the Astros and then you get a smaller one if you're the Lakers or Bucks? Yes, McClough. By the way, it works out to be 8-8 eight and eight between the East and the West. Uh, it just happens to naturally fall that way, where the top 16 teams are 8 from the East, 8 from the West. So they wouldn't even have to figure that out. Uh, I just So basically, the 8 seed in the East and the 8 seed in the West have the best record. No, no, I'm just saying, like, that's exactly how it is. You'd have the top 8 teams and the top 8 teams in the West. That's just how the playoffs would lay out. Brian Windhorst uh, said on ESPN Sports Center yesterday, the possibility of all 30 teams returning to action is, quote, on the table, but chances of that happening appear very dim. Now, are you going to play five regular season games? I think you have to get to 70 regular season games for the local TV contracts to kick in, and there's a lot of money at stake there. Are you going to get, are you going to have regular season games with the playoff teams getting ready for the playoffs in Orlando. That's what I'd be curious about. Yeah, Paul. Based on this open format, if it wasn't East-West, the first-round matchup would be the Los Angeles Lakers versus the Brooklyn Nets. That'd be saucy to get uh, LeBron and the guys out here for a few days. But you're not going to have Kevin Durant playing. I'm told Kevin Durant is not playing. He's not playing. Mavericks-Clippers round one. I like that. Yeah. Yes, McLeod. Is it all going to, so it's all in Orlando. Is it all going to be at times we can watch it too? Because that would be the great miracle of this. I could see LeBron James play every night instead of if they don't go to the West Coast time. 
Well, you're probably going to have an East Coast schedule. I don't know if you're going to have West Coast teams playing a little bit later on in the day. I don't know how many basketball facilities or courts that you have there in Orlando, but I'd be curious about that, of how many games do you play each day? And at what times are these games played? Because you could play a game in the afternoon. Just the fact you had this window of opportunity. Let's say the NBA was going to play at 2 in the afternoon and then 5. And then they'd play at 8 and they'd play at 11 or 10 or whatever it might be. You know, can you stagger it? And just trying to get everybody there. That's what I'm curious about. How they get everybody there, keep everybody safe. Yes, McLevin. Also, they have, a, they have to have practice courts, too, is a big. These teams need to practice. So if you have 30 courts at Orlando, how do you rotate that? But uh, is there a poll out of this? Do you, are you in favor of all 16 teams, or do you want to see all 30 teams play? Oh, I don't need to see all 30. I mean, I'm not jonesing to get – unless you say, hey, I'd like to have John Moran and Zion Williamson come back and play a couple of games. I'm fine with that. But to get all of those teams together – just the magnitude of getting all of these teams, even non-playoff teams, to Orlando and then trying to roll this out. I'm surprised they're doing 16 teams. Because if you're trying to get a championship crown, which the NBA is desperately trying to do that, do I need to have all 16 teams there? Could I have 20 teams there? Could I have 16 teams there? Could I have you know even less than that? Like, How many is enough where you can play a little bit of the regular season and then, you know, make it legitimate to go into the postseason. But, you know, do you cut it down? Could you cut it down to 10 playoff teams there? But I think the NBA is worried about if you do it, then it seems a little more gimmicky and you you don't want it any more gimmicky than it's already been. I'd love to have one through 16 where it's just like March Madness, one and done. That's it. Now that would be good. Dangerous. Yes. Gimmicky. But that would be really spicy. By the way, did Phil Mickelson use the word tasty? Did you? Yeah. Like he'd say, oh, that's tasty. He kept doing it. That's tasty. All right. And then he hit a shot. I think he said, oh, be right. Be right. Oh, that's tasty. And that didn't even end up on the green. And then I, I forget who the announcer was. They're like, be tasty. <laughs> didn't even reach the green. Oh, uh, it was fun. Uh, we'll talk to Barkley. He was, of course, on the broadcast there with uh, hashtag Tommy and uh, Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson. One thing stood out watching the match. One thing stood out above everything else. I'll let you guys try to guess. Seton O'Connor Jr. the third. I'll start with you. The one thing that stood out to me above everything else was Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, there's a big difference between Peyton Manning's handicap and Tom Brady's handicap. But no, that, that wasn't it. Uh, McLevin? How fluid Tiger looked? Yes. Mm. Yeah, because you're a big fluid. You watch the swing. That's all you care about. T- Tiger looked like he was robotic from the standpoint of, I'm going to hit this drive. If he would have said, hey, I'm going to hit it this high, and I'm going to hit it over here, I would have believed him. I, I, I just thought he was so locked in. It was scary. And that would have been the message. I, that If I'm a, a fellow PGA Tour player, I'm going, uh-oh, uh-oh. Yes, he Tiger's back? Yes. Question mark? <laughs> no, no question mark. Oh, period. Tiger's back. Tiger's back, period. Yeah, maybe an exclamation point there. But I, I, I mean, it, thank God. I felt so good yesterday going out to hit golf balls. 
because I watched Tom Brady. I went, you know what? It doesn't matter how bad I am. I, I'm better than Tom. And I'm not going to split my pants. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, this was Tom Brady. He ripped his pants. He holds out from, you know, 125 yards. His mic, you can see the uh, the microphone pack in the back flies off during that shot. So he's got a, a battery pack. It flies off with his swing. It's raining. He's hitting shots right and left. And you're going, oh, my God. He's, he's worse than me. And and Peyton wasn't too didn't play uh, great a couple of times, but you know he had some really good shots. Uh, I can't imagine how much pressure was on those guys because I played in the Pebble Beach Pro Am. It was uncomfortable, and I'm only out there with a gallery. You're on TV just a couple of times. I'm not mic'd up. I'm not playing for charity, and I was a, I was a wreck. An absolute wreck out there. Just because people assume you're going to be good. And here's Brady out there. And I don't know how much golf he's played, but I just thought, oh my God. I I if if and I said this to a friend, I said, if Tom could walk off right now and just raise you know, twenty million dollars, he'd do it in a second. Just like, hey, I'm gonna check out here. Right, let's bring in Drew Brees. He's gonna take over for me. Yeah, pulling. It was funny though. The first, I think, seven or eight holes, Tom was just shanking them, not making the fairway, and he's kind of quiet. People are talking, and people on social media are talking about oh, him. Man. And then when he hit that shot, I think what was it one fifty in the hole on the ninth hole, and he told Barkley to suck it, and and he's just like, he goes, you know what? And he got back in the cart, and he's talking, and there, there's no one. Only we can hear. He goes, he goes, you know, I've been pretty quiet these first eight holes. You people get comfortable. Now I'm going to start jawing. Now I'm going to start talking. It's like he was back for a moment. Well, somebody said, hey, this isn't the, the Atlanta Falcons you're playing against. And, uh, but Tiger had on Atlanta Falcons colors in there. There was some good stuff in there. It was fun. It was a whole lot better than I thought because it, it had to come down to those guys having some fun and hitting some really good shots. But I think the, the, the humanizing of Tom Brady when he was out there, here's the goat, and you're going, he's the goat? He's hitting it left, right, out of bounds, all of this stuff. But uh, Tiger quietly, he was stealth, just quietly easing along there, hitting great shots. But Peyton and, and Tom were getting the headlines there. Uh, and Phil, when Phil started with that, he's trying to explain a chip shot to Brady. And I went, oh, no, this, 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 is, this match is going to go till 10 o'clock at night. You see where the grass is greener, and then it, it you know, it, you're going in, but the wind, and then you go you factor in this, and that. I'm going, oh God, just hit it, just hit it. But that's Phil, the world according to Phil. He was, uh, he was able to fill some time, pun intended. Yes, Paul. And you know, Mickelson loved that they got to wear shorts. His calf no. game was on full display. <laughs> yeah. he, who would have thought in a foursome of Two NFL players and Tiger Woods that Phil Mickelson would be the most jacked guy. At least from the knees down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Tiger has no lower body. Right. Uh, but Phil, Phil's got upper and lower. But yeah, he loves to talk about his calves. He's the Jack Nicholas of calves. <laughs> he loves his calves. <laughs> 
Uh, it was good. We'll talk to Barkley about it, though. We'll come up with a poll question, and uh, phone calls are welcome. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked. You didn't like 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dpdampatrick.com. We'll talk about the NFL dumping pass interference replay. They're going to be voting on some rules this week, including Sky Judge. Sky Judge. I don't know what Sky Judge is going to be all about, but man, it's a Tom I'm a, Cruise movie, isn't it? Sky Judge, the latest Mission Impossible. Yeah, Sky Judge. All right, we'll take a break. Uh, Charles Barkley will join us coming up. It's seventeen after the hour this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes and Fritzy, Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine to noon Eastern or six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. The all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of the interviews from the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, go to the DP Show app. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, Mercedes AMG driving performance. We reached out to Mark Stein, the NBA writer for New York Times. I didn't know if they're going to bring back 30 teams, if all the teams get to come back, or is it going to be just the 16 playoff teams? According to Mark Stein, it's an answer that we still don't have. We hope to know it by the end of the week, but they're still looking at a number of scenarios. Most people expect closer to 16 than 30, but they haven't uh, ruled out 30 yet. Charles Barkley had a busy weekend watching people play golf, some really, really good golf and some really, really bad golf. Charles going to relate to the latter part of that as Charles joins us on the program. Good morning, Charles. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Did you get to play any golf while you were – I know you played one hole, but did you play any golf when you were down there? I did. Uh, I played with Justin Verlander, the great Justin Verlander, and the great Dustin Johnson on Saturday. It was awesome. Uh, and Joe Smith, uh, uh, the, the pitcher who's married to Ali LaForce, um, we had a really good time. Uh, I played better Saturday than I did Sunday. That's what's ironic about the whole thing. How much pressure did you feel playing that one hole? Well, I just choked. I felt a tremendous pressure. Uh, I was the only person there and the TV crew, and I just choked. I hit an awful – actually, the drive is the only bad shot I hit. But I just choked on the pressure, plain and simple. You know, when you start to look at these guys out there, I thought Tiger looked unbelievable. Like, that was sort of lost in everything because we were focused on Brady having problems. He had a couple of really good shots, the trash talking. Tiger looked awesome, I think, out of all of this, uh, Chuck. What did you make of uh, Tiger's performance? Well, first of all, to me, when when he's healthy, he always looks awesome. Uh, He played great Sunday. Uh, he was very relaxed. You know, I thought the key to the whole thing was how relaxed the players were and how much fun they had. You know, uh, and I think, let me just say this, Dan. If I'm the PGA Tour, and this is my piece of advice to them, <laughs> if we're not going to have fans. They should mic the players. Uh, I really believe that. That's just my two cents for the PGA Tour. I really think they should consider, if you're not going to have fans, you can't just have guys playing golf and announcers talking. I think if they're going to be successful and have great ratings, number one, they're going to have great ratings that we need golf, we need sports. But I think they should consider having uh, Mike and the players. 
There were a couple of great moments with uh, you and Tom Brady. Here's Brady hitting that great shot from the fairway and uh, had this to say to Charles. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, 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 my goodness! Oh, you made it! <laughs> wow! Oh. Take a second, Are you to me. <laughs> wow! Hey, hey, yeah. hey, 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 man! Check. I got that's all food. Shut your mouth, oh, Chuck. Take a little of that medicine. Get your butt out of here. Hey. Wow! That's what I needed. Wow, that's pretty good stuff, Charles. I thought it was awesome. You know, you know, I, uh, you know, I got a lot of love for Tom Brady. I've already said he's the goat of pro football. You know, to have the greatest golfer ever and the greatest football player ever out there, and Peyton Manning, who's one of the three or four best quarterbacks ever, and you got Phil, who's one of the three or four best golfers ever. Man, it was just awesome being out there. And I get those guys number one a lot of credit for playing in a torrential downpour. I mean, the weather was awful. But also, man, they raised a lot of money. Twenty million dollars is a lot of money. So, but I got to give those guys credit, man, because it never stopped raining the whole day, basically. Who was the best trash talker out there? Uh, Peyton. Uh, you know, Peyton was because Peyton was taking shots at his homeboys back home. That's what I love the most about it. You know, if you if you a friend of Peyton's and he's saying your name on national TV, he told one guy that he's picked up about 30 pounds during the quarantine. I mean, I thought that was hilarious. Uh, but I thought Peyton was awesome. They all were great, but Peyton was the best. And then Tom, I haven't been around Tom that much, but I thought he relaxed and had a good time. I think that was perfect, that shot he hit to shut me up. Uh, but I tell you what, man, I got a lot of love for that dude. You know, Dan, that dude hit balls like seven hours on Saturday. <laughs> you know, the guys were telling me, I said, you know, Tom's been on the range for like seven hours. <laughs> and then, how about, how about this, Dan? Sunday morning, he got up early and played 18 holes, and then he did a complete work. Well, no, he did a workout in the parking lot. The guy says, "Man, Tom, Tom Brady is an animal." I'm like, "What you talking about?" He says, "He's out there doing wind sprints and things <laughs> in the parking lot," and I'm like, "That that's that's that was impressive to me." Like I say, to hit balls for seven hours on Saturday, play 18, and then do a football workout on Sunday morning. That was incredible. I got you. Got to respect that dude. How much money did this weekend cost you? We didn't play for money. Uh, we just played for pride. Well, no, you put up. Um, you you know, put up fifty. You owe fifty to Brady, his charity, right? No, he missed the green. Oh, I thought he missed the green. I, I would have gave fifty grand to, to oh, the charity. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. You said maybe you could keep it on the planet or something when you. <laughs> yeah, because he wasn't even close to the green. <laughs> I said, man, I'm gonna donate fifty. We, we talked about. It. I said, Tom, if you hit the green, he wasn't even close to the green. Was there a nineteenth hole? Not after the match. Not after the match, but that was a 19th hole. That was a one through 18 hole on Saturday uh, with Justin, Dustin, and Joe Smith. Oh, you had some beverages with those guys? Yeah, some call a transfusion. <laughs> no, I never had it before. Might be my new drink of choice, transfusion. But if I was going to do this again, which I'm sure 
the PGA Tour and, and TNT would want to do this again, who would you have now? Well, I, I read where Drew Brees and Sergio Garcia want to join. Would Jordan do this? I don't know the answer to that question. I think he should. You know, you know. listen, you know, it's interesting that Tom Brady can do nothing. Peyton Manning can do nothing to hurt their reputation. But I look at the big picture. We raised $20 million for people who really needed it. If you put Michael and another pro, Drew Brees, and another pro, uh, Sergio, that, that's the ones who challenged the winner. Oh, I think Russell Wilson challenged the winner. So if you could get 10 teams, I guarantee you, you could probably wait, I mean, at least $20 million. Yeah. I mean, that, that was awesome. Would you be playing? If they asked me to play, Dude, I'm not going to – listen, as long as I can drink and smoke when I play golf, I'm good. Uh, I'm going to have a couple – listen, I'm going to have some drinks and some stogies. I'm not going to be overly concerned about how good or bad I play. I mean, I don't think Tom Brady lost a lot of sleep because he was struggling on the front nine. I mean, but, man, you, I'm, I'm always – we raised a lot of money for Feeding America – and all those other charities, man, and they're really struggling. And anything we can do to help those guys, man, uh, is worth it. When did you realize Brady split his pants? When he bent down and picked <laughs> up and fell off the cup. You know, and, and I thought he should have kept playing with his pants like that to keep the female viewership up. <laughs> We're talking to Charles Barkley, the Hall of Famer, TNT, inside the NBA analyst. I guess we're having basketball. What do you think of this format of having uh, the top 16 playoff teams and they're not going to have East Coast, West Coast, uh, or Eastern Conference, Western Conference? Well, I'm pretty sure we're going to play. Uh, just talking to my bosses, I, I don't think they know exactly how they're going to do it, but they're going to play. I'm 100% sure of that. Um, I don't know if they finalized the final format yet, but they're going to play basketball for sure. I, I'm 100% sure of that. It's going to be interesting. You know, like I say, I'm still concerned about the virus. I'm still uh, I, I'm really concerned about the legitimacy of the playoffs. And what I mean by that, Dan, is what do we do if one of the great players – get the virus um i don't I, I i just worry about that like and i don't this is not anybody in particular i'll say Giannis, lebron anthony davis uh russell westbrook james harden joel mb one of these great players get the virus uh, do you take their whole you got to take their whole team out the tournament don't you i mean yeah. you can't take one player because they've been exposed to the other players so do those guys forfeit around in the playoffs? We can't start the playoffs, then stop the playoffs. So that that kind of stuff concerns me. Uh, I, I don't believe what well, you know. Shaq said there would be an asterisk. I don't believe that. To, but I will say if the best players get the virus and aren't able to play, then I think you'll have an asterisk. Asterisk. Well, I think the asterisk is only going to apply if LeBron James wins the title, Chuck. I mean, let's be honest. 
that that just feels like people are waiting if LeBron wins it to say, well, this doesn't really count as a full championship or you know, if Giannis wins it or Kawhi wins it, I don't think there's going to be any outrage. It would just be if LeBron James won. No, I don't believe that. Dan. Yes, listen, you know there's listen, haters no, out there with LeBron, Chuck, and that that's what's going to no, happen. No, no, listen, nobody, nobody hate LeBron. Um, listen, uh, there's I've been other championships that have won by shortened seasons, strike seasons. You know, even last year, Toronto, do you not count them as champions because KD and uh, uh, Clay were out? No, I, mean, I wouldn't. No, have, I, I wouldn't apply an asterisk to that. Nobody did that with San Antonio in 1999 when they won. No one's ever you said. Disagree with me. You just. I just no, said I said that. they'll be there for LeBron. Nobody else. No, I don't believe that. I don't think there's LeBron hate out there. I think that these idiots and fools on television have had nothing to talk about for the last two months. But those are the you guys know? who are going to be bringing this up. This is right Man, in Skip Bayless. This is Skip Bayless's wheelhouse, and you know that. You, you know, and you know how much I hate Skip Bayless. <laughs> I don't pay that dude any attention. Um, I don't pay that dude any attention. If, whoever wins it, it's gonna listen. Under these circumstances, uh, it, you got to give them bonus points. We've never seen anything like this uh, in our lifetime. I wish all the nurses and first responders great health, number one. And a uh, shout out to all the people who served in the war for Memorial Day. Uh, thank you for your service and all that other great stuff. But no, I mean, there's going to be a couple fools on television talk about it, but whoever wins it. But like I say, the only way I think you can put an asterisk by Dan, if let's say some of the great players don't play. Yeah. And, and, and that to me is fair. Yes. If we have a couple of stars that get the virus and, First of all, like I say, you got to take their whole team out the tournament. You can't take one player out the tournament. And if a bad team gets a skate because of one of the great players on the team uh, was able to play, then I think you can put an asterisk by it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I understand that. And I wouldn't put an, an asterisk by any of these teams or any of these players because it's a level playing field. Everybody's had to sort of deal with the same thing, but they, the NBA gets one chance, and you got to do it right because, as you said, if somebody tests positive, now all of a sudden you may be a house of cards where you just have to close up shop here. Yeah, um, like I say, it's a really scary thing. You know, hockey's going to come back. Baseball's going to come back. So the, we're going to be – Kind of the, you know, everybody's going to be looking at us, especially college football and pro football. They're going to be watching us with a fine tooth comb, seeing how we react to every situation. You know, it, uh, you know, I, I told the guys, man, I'm, I don't know if we should play because I don't know how safe. Because I would hate to see number one, any of my players get sick, but I would hate to see a guy get his wife or girlfriend or his kids sick. I think that'll be catastrophic for, for sports and the NBA. Uh, I just wish everybody great help, but man, we're going to play and it's going to be a crapshoot. It's great to visit with you. It was a lot of fun. I thought Justin Thomas was a star too. I thought his on the course, uh, you know, uh, analysis was a lot of fun with the match as well. Well, I thought he was a great, he was great. He got, he first, he's a great kid. He's a great golf, got a great personality. The bottom line though, is he sucks as a coach. Plain and simple. <laughs> are He's you coachable? Are you coachable? 
hey, listen, he had me striping it on the range, and I couldn't take it. It's like he was a great coach in practice, but I couldn't take it to the range. It's a, that's bad coaching, Dan. Yeah, but I've seen you on the range, and you could you're okay on the range. Something happens when you walk from the range, you know, over to the first tee. You know, I, listen, I still, even though I didn't play that whole great, I only hit one bad shot my drive. So I had to come, you know, I had to find a positive and a negative. I got to find a way to get off the tee. But think about it. I hit two good shots to get <laughs> on the green, and I shouldn't have, and I should never three-putt. But I was encouraged after my, my double bogey, Dan. Keep your head up, all right? Thank you, brother. Hey, man, you guys be safe. Uh, everybody be safe. And uh, shout out to all the hospitality workers out there who are struggling. Bless y'all. Thank you, Charles. That's uh, Charles Barkley, Hall of Famer, part-time golfer. What I love about Charles is he loves golf so much, even when he struggled, he's, he's maintained that desire to still be good. I, I tell people, and they say, how long have you known Charles? I've known Charles so long. He was actually a decent golfer when, when, I, was, uh, when I first met him. He shot a 79 in a pro-am tournament that we had. A legitimate 79. Beat me. I had an 81. He shot a 79. And this is where you count every stroke. You have rules officials out there. They're following you. They're, it's a professional event for so-called celebrities. He shot a 79. That's how long I've known Charles. Because he hasn't, he's gotten to 79, but he has to continue playing when he gets to 79 now. It's like, I shot a 79. You got four more holes to go, Charles. Yeah, he just didn't stop at the he, 79. Yeah, 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 Paul. But that golf instructor years ago who told him to stop at the top of a swing Pause. And, and then go through, that guy should be arrested for a crime for golf, against golf. Well, this is probably a pretty famous teacher. I think it was in Houston, but I remember when Charles told me that, that he was told, and, and Charles, great touch around the greens. Great touch. And uh, he actually hit the ball pretty well, but he said that, you know, the golf pro he went to said, just pause for a second. So in your mind, you're just going, okay, it's really not for a second. It's like a millisecond. You just pause to gather everything. And he started to pause and then he couldn't figure out how to get back down to square. And that's why when you see Charles, when he gets up, it, it kind of comes down at abbreviated stops. And it's painful to watch because he loves golf so much. And he was a decent golfer. He was. But he still wants to be great. And I st to go out there and you know that people are going to be laughing at you. And I was out there at Tahoe with that celebrity event. And he, God love him. He just goes out and he plays. He loves to play. The crowd loves seeing him. And it, it's painful to watch. You can't watch him swing because it will affect your swing. You have to turn. You have to look away. <laughs> you done, Charles? <laughs> you done? All right. Now I can go up there and swing. Yes, he. Yeah, it's so weird, too. I'm watching a YouTube compilation of Charles Barkley swing. And it's weird because he'll swing and hit the ball with that hiccup. Yeah. And then he'll stop and take like five practice swings that all look great. Yes. They all look great. He'll do five practice swings right after it and it's nice and smooth right through. And then he goes to actually hit it and he hiccups. On, oh. the, on the driving range. Dang. He can hit balls on the driving range. But he gets out there and it's one of those. And I think Charles went to a hypnotist. Uh, I think I could 
say that now that he went to a hypnotist because he was just trying to get that thought out of his head. Yeah, Paul. Maybe you should go to someone who unhypnotizes you. Maybe that's a problem. He's been hypnotized for a long time. We'll take a break. Play of the day coming up next. Uh, we'll settle on a poll question. Best and worst of the weekend. We'll get to phone calls as well. Right after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Is that like uh, Kevin Bacon and his brother? Yeah. Aren't they the Brothers Bacon or something like that? I don't, <laughs> the Brothers Bacon. I don't, I don't know what the... The Brothers Bacon. Bacon. Ladies and gentlemen, Ladies Bacon, and Bacon. I, I don't know. <laughs> they love their music, though. Kevin Bacon and his brother. That uh, I've seen where they've been on the billing for somebody, where they open up. You know, Might have been for Hooting the Blowfish or somebody down the road there. But I remember seeing Kevin Bacon at a Hootie concert years ago. And I think that he and his brother... We're there, and I, they might have been performing. Whose career would you want? Kevin Bacon, Darius Rucker. Darius Rucker. Kevin Bacon's got a long acting career. I mean, wire to wire. I think I'd rather be a musician, star musician. Kevin Bacon it does have a great resume there. Great actor. Wife, great actor, Kira Sedgwick. Yes, McLovin. This is a really tough one because Kevin Bacon, like, remember Footloose? He was like a national phenomenon. Oh, I know. I know. You're right. The musician's pretty tempting. He was he was a heartthrob back then, and he was in uh, Animal House. Let's mm. see. Also, he knows how to dance. He didn't have a great role in Animal House from the standpoint of he he gets he yeah. gets spanked yeah. <laughs> and he gets trampled. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, uh, he was in Diner. Diner, sneaky, great movie. Remember he. Uh, he plays the joke on the other guys. He flips his sports car over yeah. and he puts ketchup all over him to make it seem like he's died. Yes, McClub. I mean, he's more famous because of that game, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yes. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather be Darius Rucker than, than Kevin Bacon. I don't know what other movies that Kevin Bacon was in, but if, I'm sure if you run him down, I'll go, oh, yeah. He was oh, 13, great. Wild Things, A Few Good Men. He's been in a lot of stuff. A Few Good Men. That's oh, yeah. Mystic River, Sleepers. Yeah, but in A Few Good Men, though, Tom Cruise outlawyers him. Uh, he's a star. Yeah. He had no chance against Cruise. Yeah, Paul. Or, uh, the only thing that's different, well, not the only thing, but like if Darius goes somewhere and somebody breaks out an acoustic guitar, they're like, hey, you know, what do you say? You want to give us one? Nobody says to Kevin Bacon, like, hey, can you do that scene? No, we did. Do that, do that one from we, uh, we, like, whatever. We did that when we saw him in New York at the Super Bowl. And Paulie goes, hey, we'll get him to do the uh, the pledge scene in Animal House. Oh, and, and here you could just see his face. He's like, oh, no. See, I, I disagree here. I think he was so glad we didn't ask about Footloose and dancing. He was glad to do Animal House. I think he would have done the Footloose dance in that mm. moment there. Yes, McLean. I think we did the Footloose dance. I think I did the Chris- I'm pretty sure Andrew got up and did yeah, the Yeah, I did Footloose the Christopher Penn character. <laughs> oh, okay. I was behind him. Okay. But, but Kevin didn't dance, I don't think. I, I, I think that we just said, oh, we'll just have Mc... Oh, here's McLovin doing his dance. <laughs> He's doing, doing his Chris Penn dance there in Footloose. But he teaches Chris Penn how to dance because Chris Penn doesn't have any rhythm. And uh, 
He still didn't have any rhythm. I've never think. wanted to dance that badly. <laughs> Those people in the town, all they want to do is dance. I've never felt that once yeah, but, in my life. But if you're in a town where you can't drink, you, uh, you can't well, do anything. No, no dancing. A town that no dancing sounds like heaven. Heaven, <laughs> heaven USA. Seaton saw the movie and wanted to relocate there. Yeah, I was like, wow, this looks great. <laughs> Wait, you don't have to dance? Yeah, you don't have to dance. It's awesome. Uh, John in South Carolina. Hi, John. How you doing, Dan? Good, sir. Best and worst of the week. I'm going to start off with the best, uh, Justin Thomas. I think he did a great job with the hole-by-hole uh, hole commentating. And uh, he's got a good future in that one day once he's done with golf. And uh, worst of the week, i got to go with Tiger Woods' shorts. Um, they were pretty awful. Uh, those chicken legs uh, need to be covered up. They weren't shorts. Thanks, Dan. They were longs. But uh, thank you, John. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what happened with those. Those shorts were out of the 1990s. But I think the Fab Five said, "Man, dude, your shorts are long." And Tiger got out calved by Phil. You know when you wear shorts, Phil's got those. It looks like he's smuggling grapefruits in his in his legs there with those calf muscles. Yeah, Paul. I think with, with Phil, it's because he's in good shape from the knees up, but he's not in great shape. But his calves are legendary. <laughs> They just don't match. It's like Fritzy's arms are in great shape, but the rest of them is very pudgy. They don't match. Well, he does. He has no lower. Fritzy has no lower body or shoulders or abs. But he's got biceps. I, like my, I think my legs are all right, but no, the, no, they're not. They're not. No, no, they're the waist and the hips. That, that's. But your point. arms, no, your arms. But that's what you focused on. And, the, the guns and Fritzy's yeah, but when calves. you just do biceps and triceps, it's it is weird looking a little bit. Yeah. Yes, he. And it is interesting. I hadn't really noticed it before, but when you see just sort of the camera angle that Todd is on right now, and you look at his shoulders, you would never imagine that he has these guns. Yes. You really wouldn't. Yeah, you don't have any shoulders. I got to work on that. I got to work on a lot. No, of no. You always say that. Oh, I could be better. I could, I could be work better. on that. All right. We'll look at the NFL rules that are going to be voted on and the Cowboys situation. Have that for you coming up next hour here on the Dan Patrick Show.